0: Located from the web at wcbn.org 15 seconds remain Hunwick has it forward to Tambellini. Tambellini. he'll shoot save there and the rebound comes to Hunwick six ends remain Tambellini shoots and scores it comes around to Jeff Tambellini at the near side circle with 5.3 seconds remaining Tambellini gives the Wolverines a 6-5 lead radio is on. It's on 88.3 FM, WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor's 24-hour open-minded radio surprise pudding, licensed to the regents of the University of Michigan, operated by students at the University of Michigan, uniquely maintained as a healthy alternative and a positive influence on the mental health of the Ann Arbor community. You are here. Good evening, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. Last couple of weeks have been complete chaos in my life. I don't know whether there's a hex on me or my biorhythms are in some mysterious orbit. But when you hear that the uh, axis of the Earth changed 10 centimeters due to the Japanese earthquake and Japan moved 8 feet... You know the world has fallen apart, but welcome to another edition of Gray Matters. As far as I know, Jim uh, Dwyers will be here shortly. Might be, still be looking for a parking space out there. Spring always brings out uh, changes in our psyches and our movement, and uh, that's a good thing. I think most people in east of uh, the Mississippi are delighted that... Uh, Winter is uh, starting to unwind. It's not over, but uh, it's unwinding. In any event, uh, I wanted to quickly congratulate the U of M basketball team. I thought they uh, performed very respectably uh, given the season that they have. I think John Beeline is a, a very fine coach. There's some controversy in various circles about his coaching ability, but there is no question that he is a true gentleman runs the u of m basketball program honorably and uh, a couple of breaks here and there michigan could have beat duke and uh, i played high school basketball and i remember my senior year we had kind of a, a rough season where we lost a lot of games by one possession and our coach always said when you lose by one basket there's a thousand ways you could have won the game just got to learn from your mistakes and uh, try and do better next time so uh, I think Michigan will be a very good team next year they're young they still make mistakes but uh, they have represented the University of Michigan honorably and uh, heck they blew Tennessee out of the water and uh, Duke is a number one seed and Michigan had a shot to win can't ask for more than that In any event we may talk a little bit more about U of M basketball when Jim gets here uh, as we do maybe a segue into the Ann Arbor Film Festival that I know he's been uh, involved with a little bit in terms of uh, screening the movies and what I'm talking about of course is the Jalen Rose uh, documentary and the Grant Hill response to it uh, that uh, is an interesting cultural thing uh, that uh, because it's a documentary and the Annabur Film Festival does documentaries, maybe we can briefly talk about that. Obviously, the two big stories continue to be continuing a Mideast unrest and the absolute human uh, catastrophe disaster and uh, possibly global disaster that's continuing in Japan uh, with respect to the nuclear reactor and, uh, the earthquake damage, there's been an impact on the American economy, uh, slightly because of the parts supply chain that's, uh, been disrupted here and there. It's amazing. You don't learn about these things, uh, until <laughs> it's too late. Uh, who, who would have thought this? Uh, the Boy Scout motto is be prepared and, uh... The just-in-time concept of Japanese business has run into a roadblock. But first about Libya. Um, It's going to be very difficult to find any Americans uh, that are ever going to defend Qaddafi, at least publicly. Um, I've always said that Qaddafi is an interesting, perhaps the most interesting uh, Arab leader, because he's been in power so long. And I think the media here in America has overlooked some of the strange relationships that uh, various administrations, dating back to Richard Nixon, have had with Gaddafi. Uh, needless to say, the United States, which is essentially involved in two occupations, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, a drone war in Yemen, uh, as well as trying to support that government in Yemen, and a a drone war, as well as a sort of kind of soft war in Pakistan, to add Libya to the mix, is, uh, I think, a little troubling. Now, on the positive side, I think that Barack Obama and uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff uh, Mike Mullen, I believe is his name, Admiral Mullen, have made it quite clear that uh, our involvement in this Libya situation, is going to be limited, quote-unquote. But limited has already escalated. Uh, This phrase, the no-fly zone, is being thrown around, but it appears that uh, it's beyond just a no-fly zone. It's actually almost become a no-drive zone as well. So it's interesting that the Arab League... um, president or coordinator or whatever, uh, is uh, Musa, who is rumored to be running for president of Egypt, it gave tacit approval to this uh, UN resolution in which a lot of countries uh, abstained, but essentially gave uh, France, which seems to be the leader of this uh, operation, at least uh, from the diplomatic Uh, behind-the-scenes perspective. Uh, The usual imperialists in the region are back in action. The United States, Great Britain, and uh, France. It's very interesting to compare unrest around the regions. If you go back to the 22nd of February, uh, the New York Times has a sort of a synopsis of the countries in which they characterize unrest, and the unrest includes Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, Libya, Egypt, Sudan, Yemen, and Iran. One month later, added to the list, uh, besides the countries I've already mentioned, because the Libyan situation was essentially just getting started uh, as a uh, shooting war, and there's been a heavy debate over the last several weeks here in America about the no-fly zone policy. Obama has been taking crit- criticism from Republicans and Fox News uh, for not doing more and not doing it quicker. And needless to say, many of the presidential prospective presidential candidates have come out even today. I know Palin and Newt Gingrich uh, made uh, foolish statements regarding the situation in Libya. And uh, even Republicans in the House on the various talk shows uh, yesterday made some strange statements in which they are practically rooting for America to lose. But the question really at at this point is what are we going to win? Now, if you add uh, the countries that I just mentioned, uh, add to that list Bahrain, Iraq and and Syria, which these are considered the uh, unrest developments in recent days. For instance, I'll just read the Iraq synopsis. Thousands of demonstrators inspired by uprisings across the Middle East took to the streets of Sulaimania in the biggest protest yet against the governments of Iraq's uh, uh, semi-autonomous northern Kurdish region. The Associated Press reported the protesters say that the regional government financed by a share of Iraq's oil wealth is corrupt and undemocratic. Iraq's Kurdish zone has been dominated for decades by two political parties whose former guerrilla uh, militias are now the regional security forces. This is the region where America still has 50,000 troops on the ground. We've had uh, assurances that they'll be out by the end of the summer. Who knows? Uh, the situation is, uh, needless to say, fluid. And if you take a rough uh, picture of, 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 of the where the unrest goes, i.e. from Morocco pretty much to Pakistan, with, of course, minor problems uh, related to, um, shall we say, Muslim unrest in uh both Indonesia and the Philippines, you're basically talking about a geographic region that goes from Morocco to Pakistan. This is huge, and we need to always remember that geography is one of America's weaknesses. Uh, the Vietnam, when you look at it on a map, for instance, to use an analogy, it doesn't look that big because <laughs> it's this little sliver on the continent of a- Asia. It's huge uh, in terms of length. It has a coastal... Um, Contour, because it sort of winds around like the snake I always appreciated the uh, Jim Morrison snake uh, song uh, In Apocalypse Now Because uh, Vietnam indeed is sort of shaped a little bit like a serpent But I read once that the coastline of Vietnam Is almost the length of the Mississippi River We all know how long the Mississippi River is Uh, It ends in New Orleans, and it essentially starts in the higher regions of Minnesota. And we know this because um, when the uh, freeway collapsed in Minneapolis a couple years ago, Minneapolis-St. Paul, it was uh, over the Mississippi River. We know about the Mississippi River because of Katrina. Well, Libya, I checked this out in the World Almanac, has an area the size of Alaska plus Oregon. It's huge. It's not some small area. It's enormous. We've noted, of course, that it's mainly sand. And, of course, Iran is about the size of Alaska. It's huge. And it's got 75 million people. And yet we have people here in America on television, members of Congress, who are interested in cutting funding to national public radio, which uh, gets a budget, uh, my understanding of the numbers is it's somewhere between 25 and $70 million a year. We're spending $2 billion a week occupying Iraq, and now we have expanded our military reach and our obligations with no endgame in sight. I think that it's safe to say that the airstrikes conducted mainly by British, French, and American um, military uh, airplanes against a relatively small country, Libya has about six to eight million people, and virtually all the people live on the coast. Uh, When I looked at the map of where the precise uh, attacks were, they were all coastal cities. places where Qaddafi mainly in control, by the way. The rebels control a little tiny region up near Benghazi. And you need to always keep this geography in mind. Tripoli and uh, Benghazi are probably about 800, 900 miles apart. In other words, here in the Detroit area, because Ann Arbor is sort of in a suburb of Detroit in, in uh, some ways, Distinct city, but we're an appendage of of uh, the greater Detroit Metro region. It's about a thousand miles, about ten fifty, because I've driven it a number of times from here to New Orleans. So for Ben Wiedemann of CNN, who uh, courageously was the first Western journalist who snuck into Iraq, uh, into Libya, who's over in Benghazi reporting for CNN, his reports may well be accurate, but they also may be tainted. He's nowhere near Tripoli. He doesn't know what's going on in Tripoli any more than Channel 2 News knows what what the heck's going on in New Orleans. They're not there. So always take reports from CNN with a little bit of a grain of salt. Um, Many of the reports, if you follow the coverage, are um, hedged, I guess is a good way uh, to describe the word, Hedging, of course, is a literary uh, linguistic phrase. It also happens to have an enormous role recently in the financial world of American capitalism. The hedge funds. Hedging your bets. You get the picture. So they hedge these reports with reports say, unconfirmed Reports say that uh, Muammar Gaddafi has attacked uh, civilians in uh, Sirte or uh, some area. And indeed, Gaddafi's superior military force sort of reclaimed some of the areas where this rebellion was occurring. Early on, I characterized this as the beginning stages of a civil war, and I continue to believe that. It's unclear when I hear uh, American politicians advocating violence, more violence in Libya, that we're going to get directly involved in, because we are involved, to quote James Dean, uh, the actor. We are involved. Everybody's involved. Well, yeah, we're involved yet again, and it's unclear to me how this um, is going to play out. But obviously, Gaddafi's not going to win unless he wins by doing what he always does take the hits, rile up the propaganda, and uh, continue to uh, claim that this is imperialism. And to some extent, it may be. I don't think Barack Obama, by the way, is wagging the dog here. I don't think he's going to gain any votes from the conservative side here in America who hate his guts, demonize him every day on television, uh, make up stories about his uh, birth, his ancestry, and everything else. Uh, and uh, indeed, the consequences here in, in in the United States are probably going to be further increases in gas prices. That's not going to make that's not going to win Barack Obama any votes here at home. Sarkozy is a different uh, matter, and it's important to remember that gas price increases when the price of oil goes up. I think it went up today, two dollars a barrel. It's up to one hundred and three something. Uh, so there will be another. Nickel to $0.07 probably attacked at the fuel pumps uh, sometime later this week. Uh, American consumers are going to be paying more. I talked a little bit about this a couple weeks ago regarding the perspective uh, with respect to $0.50 increases in gas prices. Um, I pointed out that if you drive about 200 miles a week and uh, your car gets 20 miles to the gallon, you're paying about 5 bucks more a week. It um, doesn't sound like a lot, but I guess over time it adds up, and certainly uh, the proverbial road trip uh, becomes more expensive. One wonders if those Hollywood movies about road trips that seem to be so popular are going to include the increasing cost of gasoline. We haven't even gotten, by the way, to the American driving season, for the record. But it's interesting that the sort of inside story about uh, Sarkozy, and I'm quoting here from Steve Erlanger, uh, sort of the Paris uh, correspondent from the New York Times. It's interesting, and I think I heard a little bit of him today on uh, National Public Radio, of all things, talking about the Libyan situation. He writes, Mr. Sarkozy, motivated by French failures to respond quickly to the revolutions in Tunisia and Egypt, and pressed by a new foreign minister and vocal and vocal public figures like the writer Bernard Henri Lavi came together with Britain to drag Europe and the United States towards a military engagement in the Arab world that key allies like Washington and Berlin never wanted Berlin for the record Germany abstained on the uh, UN Security Council region about establishing a no-fly zone as did the Russians and the Chinese. Um, I think that you can reasonably count on the fact that uh, the, 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 the Germans and the Chinese and the Russians will benefit economically over the next six months, and things in France, Britain, and the United States will become murkier again. Uh, we've, we've seen recent reports, by the way, from Britain that the new conservative government's uh, coalition government that's leading Britain right now um, has not uh, worked. Uh, there are massive budget cuts, but unemployment uh, continues to uh, inch upward, and uh, you know there's no light at the end of the tunnel, uh, to borrow a phrase from Vietnam. Erlanger continues: France has quote, decided to assume its role. Its role before history in stopping Colonel Gaddafi's murderous madness, quote, unquote, Mr. Sarkozy said solemnly on Saturday, standing alone before the television cameras and pleasing those here who still have a strong sense of French exceptionalism and moral leadership. French exceptionalism. Well, yeah, there is some degree to that. France, of course, uh, withdrew from NATO back in the 1960s uh, briefly uh, when de Gaulle was president in response to America's uh, escalation of the Vietnam War. France is pesky. They don't always agree with America's uh, foreign policy position. So it's rather strange that we're following the French here. I note the irony that the advocates of military action here at home are primarily Republicans in Fox News who uh, never uh, hesitate to take a shot at the French on television as well. Well, they seem to be taking orders from uh, Sarkozy. This seems to be his idea. And, yes, there is a moral issue involved here. I don't dispute that. Uh, Gaddafi is a—we know that he's not a good guy. He's a thug. We know from the initial reports. Um, many, many months, uh, many weeks ago, dating back to the twenty-second of uh, February um, of, of uh, this year, a little over a month ago, about a month ago. Um, quoting a uh, a person in. Uh, only, quote, identified as Walid. The shooting is not designed to disperse the protesters, one resident said, who wanted to only be identified as Walid, fearing for his security. It is meant to kill them. This is not Ben Ali or Mubarak, he added, referring to the deposed leaders of Tunisia and Egypt. This is a man that has no sense of humanity. And indeed, unlike Egypt, which. Uh, the reason that the quote-unquote revolution worked, so to speak, it's in flux. We still don't know what's ever going to happen in Egypt. Months will, will go by before we see any real progress in terms of reforming the government there. Gaddafi did not tell the military to stand down in response to the protests. He said, yeah, we have to shoot to kill. Those are his uh, uh, orders. Um, And I don't know if he uttered those words from Concord and Lexington, but uh, yes, Michelle Bachman, potential presidential candidate, doesn't know anything about the American Revolution. She mixes a baseball metaphor with total ignorance of where Lexington and Concord were in response to the American Revolution. We, of course, find out that she got her undergraduate degree from Winona State, or the heck that is. I don't know if that's an honorary state university. I think it's in North Dakota or Minnesota, probably more likely. Um, But she got her law degree from Oral Roberts, which um, I seem to remember he was a televangelist that made hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, um, suckering the American people to give him money in his fundraising telethons. Well, I say fund NPR the government, and let's let the Pentagon call in for pledges. I think that would be a great way to cut Pentagon spending here in the United States. And it may give us a better understanding of uh, what the consequences are of this uh, new military action with respect to Libya. Now, my own personal opinion is Barack Obama. Strikes me as a sensible man. His his issued public statements. I don't have them before me, but I remember them uh, pretty vividly. He said it's limited. He said we're not going to commit ground troops. But at some point, uh, this uh, situation in Libya isn't going to improve much. It's going to reach a, a sort of a stalemate situation. Qaddafi will bunker down wherever he's bunkered down, somewhere in the sand near Tripoli. And um, Libya will be a divided country. All of the military experts that have talked about the rebel force in Libya have not been able to, uh, in any way, shape, or form, indicate to the American people that this is some sort of an organized military outfit. Uh, when I hear a Republican congressman calling them allies of ours, I'm kind of perplexed by that. Uh, Jim Webb, the Democratic senator from Virginia, who recently announced his uh, desire not to run for re-election, my prediction, by the way, is that he will become the new Secretary of Defense when Gates uh, leaves the the scene. I I see that uh, somewhere down the road, probably uh, after the 2012 elections, stated, well, I'm a little dubious about giving money to people that I don't know. Wow. What an insight. What a statement of wisdom for a change. Uh, America has thrown money around to rebels all over the place. Let's review the record just uh, briefly from a historical perspective uh, that dates back to Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, of course, had many little tit-for-tats with Gaddafi. Uh, The media talks about Pan Am 103 endlessly. They don't Mention or connect the fact that Gaddafi, if he was involved in Pan Am 103 directly, might have done so because we bombed and tried to kill him in 1986, allegedly killing one of his stepdaughters or one of his half-daughters. It's a little unclear. Gaddafi, of course, used uh, the Reagan um, military attacks back in 1986. I believe there was also one in 1981. And of course, there was the famous uh, disinformation campaign regarding Libya, uh, orchestrated by John Poindexter, uh, who eventually became national security advisor. Uh, it was part of the whole mix. Gaddafi was an easy whipping boy. And of course, uh, uh, Reagan's uh, military attack on Libya was in response, supposedly, to uh, Gaddafi's involvement in a bombing at a Berlin. Discotheque that was frequented by American troops stationed in Germany. They're stationed everywhere. I think it's uh, the last number I saw on that, by the way, is 141 countries around the globe. The archipelago of the American empire, uh, when will it be reined in? That is my rhetorical question. When will America examine this $850 billion of annual spending? It's actually more than that, because most of the interest on the debt is connected to uh, Pentagon spending that is never never passes an audit. But we will hear a massive three days of debate about funding NPR to the tune of 70 billion uh, 70 million and it's always important to remember the difference between millions and billions uh, It involves factors of a thousand and I've always pointed out that it's uh, rather useful to actually take your your American money put it out on the table and put a penny over on the left a dime next to the penny, a picture of George the one dollar bill that's a hundred. A picture of uh, Frank, Ben Franklin, uh, that's the $100 bill, and Alexander Hamilton. And if you line them all up, you get to understand scientific notation and factors of a penny is is uh, 10 to the 0, a dime is 10 to the 1, a uh, dollar bill is 10 to the 2, a $10 bill, 10 to the 3. And a $100 bill, 10 to the 4, and you get to see that all in a row. The factors of 10, that's just figuring out 100000 A million, by the way, is 10 to the 6. I don't know that we have a million-dollar bill. Maybe it will be necessary, or a $10,000 bill. Uh, maybe that would be necessary, but uh, that's how you can picture it because obviously 10 pennies equals a dime, 10 dimes equals... Uh, a dollar, ten George Washington's equals an Alexander Hamilton, and ten Alexander Hamilton's equals a Ben Franklin. Uh, that's currency that we deal with as ordinary people here in the United States. Keep those, uh, those coins and bills handy uh, because it's very useful in uh, uh, illustration on numbers and scientific notation and powers of ten. Uh, by the way, we'd like to thank uh, Andrew once again for engineering, uh, once again here on Gray Matters, here on WCBN-FM and Arbor.